Welcome to Level Up, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and the faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We will explore the many adversity that each one of us experience and share our story to inspire and inform. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Welcome to Level Up. This is Dr. Leland, your host at Level Up. Today, I have a special guest, one of my students named Demi Tolds. And I'm actually super excited to introduce you to her and her journey and her academic journey and inspiring stories and adversity that she went through as a student, as a new mom. And here is Demi. Demi, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. Welcome to Level Up. Tell me a little bit about yourself and tell our listeners what's happening. Thank you for having me. Well, as you know, my name is Demi Tong. Um, I'm 22 years old and I live in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I have one child. Currently, I am unemployed. My child's about to be one month on the 16th day. The school I'm parenting right now are just my main focus because um, last year when I had the opportunity, I mean, last year in August, I finally decided to get back into school, actually, because I took a two-year break from my previous school, my previous university, because the medical program I was attending, I it lost its accreditation. So I felt as if the program I was pursuing, I was wasting time and effort on a degree that wasn't going to get me anywhere, really. So... In 2021, that happened in 2019. So in 2021, I became pregnant, and I was like, well, you know, I want to try again for myself and for, you know, my soon-to-be family. And my mother, so after doing little uh, research and looking around for some online classes, because I wanted something at home that could correlate with, like, my, me being a mom, a soon-to-be mom, I was having trouble, so I asked my mother, who's a teacher, and she was like, and you, American National University is a great school, you know, and so I checked it out, and I applied, and I, as soon as I applied, I fell in love, like, um, I met my recruiter, Juliana, and she had such a great vibe, and just made me feel confident with my situation, being pregnant, and just my financial situation, so I knew this was the school that I wanted to help me to get where I need to go in life. That's so awesome. What do you like about the school specifically? I I really like the interaction at ANU. We before the pandemic, like it's different going online because I didn't know that in my location because you know everywhere is online because of the pandemic. But my location is shut down. Period in Tennessee, so it's just strictly online here. And I thought I would miss, like, the ambience of being on campus, you know, striking up conversations with strangers. But even online, I still get that interaction with people, you know, all over the world, you know. I know some people that go to school online from India, and I think that's interesting. Africa, just different continents. And I I think that's really cool because, you know, you get to hear their piece on their academic views, and it's 
very, I like the variety, like the different opinions and the different view sets, like point of views. Yeah, different culture, but, different ways of learning. That's cool, right? Yeah, it's like I like the diverse interaction. But how, I still miss like being able to, you know, physically crack open a book and being able to go grab a lunch or study dates and stuff. But overall, I really enjoy learning from the instructors and the other classmates. Like the participation is, is what really keeps me engaged. That's awesome. Hopefully someday soon we'll have uh, open up our campuses and maybe you can want to, you know, go in one of those and really have that interaction and also still have online class and do a hybrid, right? So you still have yeah. that culture with international students, but also you'll have the domestic students that you can go grab lunch with. So that's the, the beauty of having a hybrid. Hopefully it'll happen soon. What, if any, would you like your teachers to know about you that is relatable to their experience? Mm -hmm. Well, as I mentioned before, my mother, she's a teacher um, herself for eight years now. So I feel like I have witnessed, you know, the judgment that teachers undergo from students. You know, some, some pupils can be pretty harsh, especially when it comes to the end of the term, you know, evaluation weeks when teachers are sending out those evaluations for students to tell them how they did this term, or even just like the behavior throughout the course, like the interaction throughout the course, you know, I've witnessed my mom get bullied basically by students for, you know, doing the work, but not doing it correctly. So they won't, won't get the grade they're looking for. And you know, my mother, she handles it in a great way. She's like, you know, what you, like, she told me, she's like, you know, don't ever be this type of student, you know, that bullies your teacher and just goes at their neck, you know, because what, I learned what teachers really respond to, like, a good way to get a teacher to respond to y'all not being eye to eye on an assignment or in a class is give your teacher constructive feedback, like, show them that you're concerned for your education and that you're not trying to be you're not trying to attack them like you're just like hey what did I go wrong here they respond better to constructive criticism than hey I think I deserve an A like what's up with that type <laughs> deal yeah so and I know Dr. Lee, I feel like that has crazy emotions and I was like hey what's going on like I thought I did right and he's like do I need to try again another time and then and you communicated with me you're like hey like Calm down. We're gonna we're gonna talk this out. Get it ready. I mean, RB. Remember, good grade. So, but communication I learned is is key. Like that's what I feel like I to teachers is the criticism, like judging, you know, because based on our assignment. So I can relate to how they feel. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I think you were a great communicator when you were in my class. You weren't really demanding. You were concerned like how you can get an A because you know I don't give free A, so you work for your A. But at the same time, um, I give you all the tools to be an A student because I want you guys to be an A student, right? Right. Yeah, that's cool. I, I feel like some students just kind of feel like teachers are personally after them. Like, no, no, no. Case. Like, if you just take the time to, if you're one of those students, someone singled out by a teacher, just collect yourself, respond appropriately, and I promise you, 
the situation will rectify itself. Very smart way to look at that. What do you think your professor should do in order to keep your student engagement in the classroom high? And like, what kind of tips can you provide your teachers? I don't have too much to critique the teachers. Like I said, do a great job of keeping us tuned in at AMU, in my opinion. But I believe, um, I think a great tip would be the breakout room. You know, when you're having the Zoom discussions, Mm -hmm. um, these these teachers can put you in breakout rooms, right? And I think if you just put them, put the students in like two or three breakout rooms and like have them discuss among themselves their interests or their hobbies and you know what they're in school for and what what their motivations are, you know they can kind of relate and build a bond and a relationship as a class. You know, become real classmates, and that there will keep them all like they'll be. From there, they'll be encouraged to keep each other involved in class. You know, like, even when you're out of class, out of the one-hour Zoom session, you know, they're still talking about what went on in, in, the, cor- in the presentation, in the course. I feel like that's a good tip to keep um, your students engaged, like heightened engagement, because we all have the same goals. You know, we all want to graduate. We all want to have great jobs. You know, some of us have family. And we can just all connect and relate to motivate ourselves and stay motivated together as a class. That's true. I feel what like breakout rooms would, would help. That's true. Now, for our class, what did you learn from like student engagement wise? Like, what did you like about the class that we were in? What I liked about economics was we like. You were able to relate it to personal issues that were going on in our lives. Not personal, you know, every stuff that were that people were going through during the pandemic. So I feel like since you were able to relate to us, and we all were going through the same thing in a sense, and and sharing our experiences, I feel like that was one of the best highlights of like the class of your class because I liked the fact that you could relate to our lives, and then we got to discuss it and also relate it to course economics yeah which is kind of nice i i do like that because my goal is always transferable skills uh, what makes you feel inspired so i'm inspired by people who make things happen through their own will you know the single moms you know the people who make something out of nothing because i've heard the most remarkable stories from people who have been traumatized and I myself have been through some traumatizing situations and I've just thought, you know, I've gotten so far, you know, I've been through some dark roads and I'm pretty far by myself and I'm doing good. So I just think if I can get over those traumatizing moments and if I know people who have been through worse things than me and they're living in their success today, I use that as my motivation, like, that keeps me inspired, knowing that I can get over anything that keeps me down, like, knowing that I'm resilient keeps me inspired, because going to school makes me feel like I'm bettering myself for, like I said, me and my family, so knowing that I can get over whatever, just, that's what keeps me going. That's amazing, yeah. And that's the reason why I have this platform, so that other students like yourself or other teachers kind of better communicate on, like, everyone is going through their own journey, their own ups and downs, and 
If you hear one story that you can relate to, hoping that in that dark moment of your life you can be lifted up and saying, "Okay, if Demi can do it, I can do it." Right. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Now, if I could remove all barriers and constraints, like if you create a project for yourself, what would it be, and do you just want to be known for that project? So it's crazy. I've been thinking about this. Like I daydream about this often. I would want a five hundred million dollar grant. Yes, five hundred million dollars <laughs> to build <laughs> to build community centers for Memphis, Tennessee. You know, for different types of age groups: the youth, at the Westin, middle aged, elderly, just to give them something productive to do. Even though I daydream about this often, I still can't think of the exact programs I would use, but it would definitely be something to make people become more constructive because Memphis, Tennessee is, you can Google it right now, Memphis, Tennessee is the number one city in the nation right now for homicide. So if I could bring something constructive to the community to keep everyone's mind off like the negative behavior and all the killing that's going on, Oh, boy, I would take that project on in a heartbeat. And yes, 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 I would want to be known for this my whole life because Memphis needs help. And I and that's one of the reasons I'm pursuing this degree because even if, it's, if I'm just one little person in Memphis, Tennessee, I'm making a difference, you know? Like, even if I'm just one person, I still feel like I can just make, if I can change one person's life, I, I feel like I'm doing my job. I feel like I'm living my dream. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even one person in my class, like you gave me the feedback that I, I made a difference in your life and you changed your life and the way you're looking at things. That made my whole day. In fact, that probably made my whole year, really, thinking that I made a difference on someone's life. Because that's really what I want is beyond the classroom, I want those connections that you feel inspired, whatever that may be in your in your life, to keep going. So I would definitely, if I have the money, I would give it to you, <laughs> for sure. Um, and we would do the project together. <laughs> yes, and you made me realize, like, I'm more than my situation. Like, I don't have to, even though all these, because it feels like, we're in a very oppressing time right now and I don't feel oppressed. Like after your class, I do not feel oppressed because I feel like you have, you do, you gave us the tools to prepare us in life. Like you taught us something and I took that with me. Like I don't feel oppressed. I feel like I can figure out a way in any situation. Like I'm learning and I love it. That's good. I'm super happy that you, I did something, something right <laughs> uh, for that class that made a difference in your life, which I love. Now, if you could tell your teachers one thing that would make you stay engaged and participate in the classroom, other than the breakout rooms, what would that be? So the PowerPoint, I've noticed, I don't even, because last term, yeah, none of my instructors really used slides like that, like we mostly had face-to-face discussion time, like, mm-hmm. but this term is like more PowerPoint than talking from slides, and I feel like, you know, I can read, I'm a grown-up, I can read myself, even though most students won't read <laughs> for, the, for the class, you right. know, teachers in the room, because, you know, my mom's a teacher, and she's like, yeah, these kids didn't read, but <laughs> I, I can, I can vouch, like, as a student, we, we might not do the reading, but if we can just dedicate ourselves to that and then maybe the teachers will take away the PowerPoint and we can have more discussion like 
focused discussions on the chapters. I, I prefer less slides, more discussion, more talking. How about our class? I think I have some, some slides, but I've created them, you know, not from the class. I remember seeing your face more because I remember, I always remember you had some type of background. So I, I always remember just seeing your face more. <laughs> I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to do breakout room. We're going to do role play. We're going to do whatever we need to yeah. do today. Um, because you learn much more when you're looking at your reading and you're actually relating it to your daily lives. Um, and that was my goal for economics class, to, to see where you stand with what you're learning, right? And I still remember your steak sandwich being so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Surprisingly, they brought it back down. It's 1979 now instead of $27. Right? Oh, that's so cool. That's good that he okay. went down. You can eat more now. <laughs> oh, man. How did COVID change your life? Aside from starting up a family, COVID, has, COVID really made it harder for me to come out my shell. Because I was already a reclusive person. Like, I already didn't like coming out the house. Um, if I did, it was only for school or work or groceries, hygiene, stuff like that. But it's like right when I decided to give going out a try and dressing up and stepping out a try, it's like the world said, mm-mm, Demi, we're shutting down on you. So <laughs> the pandemic occurred, like COVID hit. And so I was like, oh, it's not my choice anymore? Okay, I'm definitely going to go outside now. Like, I feel like it's not my choice anymore. So I started researching, like, ways to live my life outside while protecting myself and others. So, you know, I mask up every time I go out, of course. And I even got my little Johnson shot, you know, so I can be around my elderly family members because I like to travel nowadays. So I visit family more. It's ironic, but... As soon as they shut the, da- the world down, I started living my life even more. I was like, okay, well, this is it because I just found it odd that they were trying to take away so much of our freedom, and I was just so used to that. I was like, no, now's my chance more than ever because if I don't do it now, I never will, and I don't regret it. And not once have I gotten sick, knock on wood, but I started traveling, going out with friends, going to school. <laughs> so it seems like you live so, more life when you're restricted from COVID more than anything. Because I think we take our life for granted when we have all this freedom. And then one day people just like, Mm-mm, you can't go out of your house without a mask. You can't even go out in your house eight to five, you know. So, and you're like, nope, nope, you're not telling me I'm going to do this the opposite way, right? Yes, it hit me hard. Like, because uh, you're not about to take away my free will. Like, I want to be reclosed of my own free will like now that it's my own free will I'll live my life <laughs> that's so funny what is the most challenging thing for you in the classroom the most challenging thing for me I've learned is even when I'm not ready to move on to the next thing in a lesson I want to move on to the next thing like I don't want to I don't want to harp on one thing even if the concept is important it's just like I'm so impatient and ready to learn, ready to go, ready to roll, and I won't even know what is going on. So I'll just try to have to go back and summarize it, and I'll be ready to, like, move on. Because when I, before ANU, when I went to class on campus, like, I like I always used to, uh, like, my nonverbal skills were just through the roof. Like, you could always hear me sign or, or tapping my fingers. Like, my nonverbal cues were, like, through the roof because 
I wanted to move on to the next thing. And my classmates could tell because I would get agitated. And it's not like I'm like Einstein. It's not like, oh, I got this already. Like, like let's move on. It's just the fact that I guess I wanted time to go by faster. And if the slides were going by faster, then class was about to be up. So, but now I try, like, now I enjoy it because I actually enjoy the interaction in class. So I learned that my anticipation is my, is the most challenging thing for me in the classroom. I anticipate too much. Mm, so maybe just kind of slow down and take a deep breath and it's like, I'm just going to learn what I need to learn for this class specifically. And then I will move on after the, the class is over. Yes. Yeah. Like but, I need to just be patient. <laughs> yeah. How do you stay inspired to do well in your classes? Well, the way I stay inspired is I have to tell myself, like, you have to really want this. Like, Demi, Demi you have to want this degree that you, you're pursuing. Because, again, like I said before, I gave up going to school before on my degree, my medical degree. And in all honesty, Honestly, like, when I found out our medical program was no longer accredited, I was quick to walk away. Like, I was quick to give up because I realized the middle setting was not for me, and I did not want to dedicate myself to that environment every day just from what I've seen. And so it just, I always knew ever since a kid, I've always had that American dream of, you know, starting up my own business, you know, because I watched my mom and dad work hard. You know, my mom herself owned her own business called Family Matters because um, she has her doctors in psychology, so she was a therapist. And she had so many cell phones, so I remember just like, I want to be like that one day. I want to be a businesswoman, like with the planners, the meetings, the long hours, the money. <laughs> God, I wanted the money. And it was just all so exciting to me, like, I just liked that she was helping people, like, she was running her own business while helping people and making money. So I was like, it's a win-win, like, but as I grew older, her business started to dwindle and it failed, and that made me reconsider my dream, because if the woman I looked up to, you know, if her business failed, because you know, it wasn't due to lack of, you know, demand, I mean, customers or anything. It was, she was negligent. She she ran herself so busy that she didn't look into other things. And the books that she kept weren't up to par. And so my family had to go through her incarceration. And that definitely, like, shattered my ambitions and dreams and dreams of wanting to pursue a business, like being a businesswoman. So as I grew up, I was like, let me find something else. And I was always into science. So that's how I got into the medical world. But as I grew up, I just always shied away from those dreams I had as a kid because of fear and shame of my mother's situation. And I always thought, you know, how could I ever succeed or be great if she couldn't? You know, because again, like I looked up to her. She's the greatest woman alive to me still, even after her fall. And I had to realize, you know, this is a this is really a cognitive distortion. Like you're thinking, you're making up scenarios in your head over a situation that has nothing to do with you. 
So I realized I was doing the very same thing I did the first time I attempted to go to college, which was make excuses to cheapen my experience so I wouldn't pursue my degree. And I was just like, well, I can't do it. I can't keep doing this, especially not with something I've dreamed about as a little girl. Like, when it comes to my aspirations in life, I have to quit playing because I have a son now. I just had to get serious, grow up. So I decided to live by my, my mom's famous words. It is what it is. I'm resilient, resilient enough to take it on. Things will go wrong. You know, there's not a day that life goes by without conflict or issues. But I'll have to face it head on and just keep staying fearless. And my fearlessness is what keeps me inspired. Like, my resilience is what keeps me inspired. Knowing that, again, that I can get through anything keeps me inspired. That's so amazing. That's actually good because I'm sure your your child will look up to you the same way you look up to your mom, right? Yeah. Um, and hopefully get inspired also to do better in the world. So that's awesome. Um, last thing, what would you like to add to this interview that inspire and inform other students, your professors, and things like that? Just to be frank and real, what I would have to say to inspire others would be, you know, life happens. You may become a parent like me. You may lose someone, fall terminally ill yourself, you know, have a full-time job. But these are just a few of the challenges that people face when attending school. Like, pursuing a degree is not for the weak-hearted. You have to be dedicated, knowing that these things can happen, like these these real situations can occur while you're pursuing a degree and pursuing a degree can be difficult. Like I've wanted to quit so many times over small, smaller reasons than what I just said, smaller reasons than losing someone or like, um, coming a parent. I wanted to quit just because I've had a cramp or I was thirsty, like thirsty and hungry. Like if I'm just stressed, I wanted to quit, but I had to remember the reasons I want this degree. I want to see my dreams come true. Even if I don't, even if they don't, I can say, like, I tried. Even if my don't, dreams don't come true, I can say that I tried. And I can pursue other things in business, like me wanting my own business, even if I don't succeed in that, else's business, like becoming a manager. So I would also make sure, like, when you're pursuing your degree, make sure it's something you want to take with you a long way in life, you know? See your degree as your golden ticket. Your golden ticket will take you as, can take you as far as you want, depending upon how driven you are. You just treat this degree like, what's something I love? Like food? Like you just want to carry it with you whenever? Um, no, that's not a good example because I devour food. <laughs> well, yeah, I can devour this degree. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to devour this degree. Like I'm going to eat it up. I'm going to forever, like pursue this degree because I want to take it further than an associate's. I want my master's in business. I like, fully I support you. I fully support you. I'm here all the way through the end, wherever you're going to take your, your academic journey. I will be here for you for sure. The fact yeah. that you're hungry for that. I mean, obviously yeah, you don't yeah, be hungry for 
Yeah, being hungry for something that you want to do for yourself and to better yourself because you now you're fully motivated with a child as well. to build a better future is something so inspiring and I could see it and feel it in you that you know you want this thing. And keep in mind you're going to get old anyway. It doesn't matter. You're you're growing. It's not going to go back, right? So you might as well be a productive human. Like it's amazing how you made a human. Like Demi, you made a human. You know what I mean? Like and that right. and that human I still can't believe it. I know. <laughs> and then that human is now dependent upon you for the next 18 years minimum of, you know, that that their lives for you. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate it. I'm feeling super inspired. Um and thank you for your time. And I know you're a busy mom right now, so I'm glad that you're here. Oh, thank you, Dr. Leland. I was pleased to be on your podcast. I was honored. I appreciate you so much for letting me speak. Awesome. I will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful day. All right, Dr. Warren, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you want to be a guest on my podcast or have questions, email me at levelupbydocleland@gmail.com. Docleland spells D O C L E Y L A N D at gmail.com. I will see you soon in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.